The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. Okay, how about we uh, demonize big city mayors? Most of the big cities, New York, Philly, Chicago, to name three, are rat holes, high crime, uh, drug-addled bums, vagrants, mentally ill homeless people on the streets. And they're all run by liberal Democrats, of course. Instead of demonizing them, though, we could give them an award. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Well, you know, it's not easy for any big city mayor to separate him or herself from the pack, but our winner for this week managed to do that. And he's not even mayor yet, this guy. He's the mayor-elect of Chicago. His name is Brandon Johnson. probably saw the videos that went viral last weekend of thousands of young people going wild in Chicago. Well, here's what the soon-to-be mayor of Chicago had to say about that. Look, demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. Have you ever taught middle school? I have. Have you ever raised young people? Do you understand the risk that young people take just because they're young? Do you know that home plate is at the bottom of my stairs? I found that out when my son was sliding down those stairs trying to score. They're young. Sometimes they make silly decisions. They do. And so we have to make sure that we are investing to make sure that young people know that they are supported. Demonizing children is wrong. Oh, boy. And I'm guessing the son who slides down the stairs might be a little younger than the young guys I saw on that uh, on all those videos jumping on cars, kicking in windshields last week. Uh, and, and maybe the mayor and the idiots who voted for him think that dragging people out of their cars, you know, and beating them up and threatening to kill bystanders, eh, those are just silly things. Well, that's what Brandon Johnson said out loud. And that's what makes him this week's AM 1250 The Answer jerk. Of the week. Well, he hasn't taken over as mayor yet, so he has a really good chance of being a multiple winner. Man, this guy's going to be around. I don't know what the term is, four years, whatever. He's he's going to win a few more. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to a guy who's uh, taking Robert F. Kennedy seriously as a presidential candidate. He'll explain why. And in our second half hour, the more we find out about those 50 former intelligent uh, experts who lied about Hunter Biden's laptop, the easier it is to believe they'd have no trouble rigging an election. Stick around. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the Digital Marketing Specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, Salem Surround has an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. 
My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease. He ended up spending about the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon. Starlight doesn't just give items that hospitalized kids can use to keep themselves happy, but also memories, moments, and experiences which are so needed in times like these. They allow sick kids to just be kids for a little while. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part to creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the My MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your my pillow 2.0s now oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary oil and natural gas keep going up as the russia conflict escalates get in on the next major oil boom now and help the u.s with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years that's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. officially entered the race for president earlier this week. Um, may end up being a big deal. Jeffrey Tucker is an author, columnist, founder of the Brownstone Institute, and he thinks it is a big deal. He wrote about it for the Epoch Times, uh, and he joins us now. Jeffrey, good to have you on again. Thanks. Sure. And I was at his announcement speech, and it was the room was electric. It was really quite something spectacular, and offers a different perspective than uh, than most people have heard in our times. Yeah, um, I, I read your piece, and that's why I wanted to have you on. Um, and I, I saw the, some clips of his speech, but it wasn't really covered all that well by the, the networks. No. Um, and I was surprised by your description of 
the number of people there and all that stuff. Can you give us a quick uh, description of why you, why you were impressed? Yeah, well, there were 3,000 uh, people there and a lot of news media. And I don't even know why these people go to these events because they clearly don't report on them you know, accurately or even, even try to. There's not even an attempt to report what actually happened. Uh, the New York Times was especially egregious. Appalling. Uh, the speech was not rambling. He didn't use any notes at all and had no teleprompter, and yet was spoken very articulate. I said an hour and a half in my article. I think it might have been closer to two hours. It was uh, uh, an extraordinary speech. He covered four main areas of his concern, and uh, uh, it was just inspiring. He was interrupted with applause throughout. Everybody was absolutely riveted. He's got I don't need to tell you this, but he has, you know, what we call star quality. But, you know, the burden of, of the thing was uh, to redefine what it means to be a Kennedy Democrat. And he thinks he's that in line with his father and his uncle, uh, both of whom were murdered. Uh, but they represent a kind of, um, uh, you know, different not not a woke ideology. In fact, he said at some point, Democrats have to be something other than neoconservatives with woke bottle, bobbleheads. <laughs> so, you know, he's trying to restore, uh, you know, what you would call sort of a mid-century uh, liberalism, uh, which is very different from uh, the liberalism that we know today, much less woke philosophy. Well, you, you hear all the time that if JFK came back today and saw the Democratic Party, well, aside from uh, never stopping, uh, never he would never be able to stop throwing up, but aside from that, he he might say, I think I might be a conservative Republican here. And he, he, what would he like about the Democratic Party right now? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's very likely uh, true. Um, uh, there's very little... Uh, so the Democrats have thrown themselves entirely... <clears throat> into the hands of, of big business, which is allied with all the administrative bureaucracies. And they're the people that are doing all of the secrecy, the censorship, the uh, surveillance. And uh, they were the ones who benefited from the lockdowns and have become a kind of a, an American anti, anti-democratic American oligarchy, essentially. And so it's very offensive because the main victims of these policies are the working class and the poor and the middle of the American middle classes, which, which has been uh, gutted, you know, uh, over the, over the decades, but in particular since in the last three years. So uh, Robert Kennedy's view is that the main job of an elected leader today is to battle these bureaucracies uh, to put them in their place, to reject their advice, uh, to not be trolled by them, don't get rolled by the bureaucrats, uh, uh, somehow get back to government for for the people away from the uh, industrial interests and the uh, the the oligarchs that are that are truly running the country. So that's that's his perspective, and uh, he applied that point of view. And four main areas, uh, he began with uh, the problem of environmentalism. Now, uh, that's not an issue that particularly excites me, but his form of environmentalism 
I found very compelling. It was, it was, it was about clean water and clean air and uh, uh, the stop uh, of the displaying of the commons on behalf of industrial interests who, who bear no liability for the costs they impose on society. Now, from a, from a free market uh, a libertarian point of view, that's, that's a perfectly valid uh, point of view. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, especially impressed that in the entire section on this, he never once brought up climate change or the need to attack fossil fuels or to reverse the Industrial Revolution, much less the need to all of us to uh, start driving Flintstone cars and eating bugs, right? Right, was, right? That didn't seem to be his his form of environmentalism seemed more old-fashioned and sort of the Teddy Roosevelt uh, sort oh. of way. I was going to ask you if, I, if, if he's a he's not so he's not a um, he's not a climate change hysteric. Mm, you know, I have some questions about <clears throat> about that. I will say that he never mentioned it in his speech, which I found unusual because they're always going on about how it's an ex- ex- existential threat to humanity and everything else. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a very similar sort of fake science you, you got in the COVID period. Um, now, there is plenty of evidence that he was kind of on board with this climate change thing uh, before the, the COVID thing. And I, I could just tell you from my personal experience that I know many people uh, that very recently thought of themselves as progressive uh, members of the, the progressive left who were all over this climate change stuff who have completely rethought it in light of the, the COVID years in which we had one uh, perspective on science and everybody else was censored. And these people are now wondering if maybe the whole climate change agenda is just another species of the same thing. And that's, I have to say, even though that's not really been an issue to me, I've always been very suspicious of the idea of the unity of, you know, consensus science in the state. You know, from eugenics to COVID, it's always always been a problem. So I, I do wonder if RFK is rethinking his position on that. I will say that for purposes of this campaign, it has not made an appearance. Uh, so that's good. Now, um, I would say that from my perspective, this issue might be his one Achilles heel. I'm not entirely sure about it. It's what he spent his life doing, you know, suing uh, companies that are dumping sewage into the yeah. Hudson yeah. River and so on. And it's all, everything he's done is, is solid. I mean, even his lawsuit against Monsanto, you know, as a kind of a traditional capitalist, I've been a little bit. Uh, I would say a little bit uh, forgiving, maybe too much so, mm-hmm. of some of these companies that, that, that have these sort of uh, uh, liability protections from the state and have tremendous access to the regulatory agencies and sort of get their way regardless. Um, I, I've not really been as attentive to that issue as I probably should have been. So for all I know, his lawsuit against Monsanto was a great victory for public health. You know, I just, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I do worry about him slightly that he'll be easily manipulated by other people in his party on this subject because it is an important one. Uh, but anyway, let me just go on to the second part, which uh, really addressed the public health crisis of chronic disease. Now, this is a really a crucial uh, area uh, to think about because for three years we've been obsessed by infectious disease Infectious disease is not a problem relative to what has been 
throughout all of history where we've experienced malaria epidemics and cholera and smallpox and everything else. It's a, it's a minor issue these days, and yet we destroyed society for it. While ignoring chronic disease, you know, in the last several decades, we went from having like 50, 15% of the uh, population was classified as obese. Now it's, it's uh, approaching half. And um, to his mind, it's becoming a crisis. And it's a result of bad public health messaging and also very crucially, and this is important, uh, the big agriculture's relationship with the USDA. Uh, now, anybody who's traveled internationally knows uh, practically everywhere you go, I wouldn't include Canada in this, but you know, practically everywhere else, the food is generally more delicious and healthier than it is in the United States. And uh, so he uh, would blame the American diet in large part on the uh, USDA and the agricultural industry, which uh, is you know, heavily subsidized in its you know, production of, of, of sugars and corns and, mm-hmm. and all the things we shouldn't be eating while making it almost impossible for independent uh, farmers to even make a living well, or get their, their product to, to market. It would almost be um, refreshing just to hear somebody talking about it because it's something different. Even if he's, I know, I, even if he doesn't have a clue about it, or if it's if it's insanity, at least it's something different to talk about. Yeah, kind of. Uh, you know, the other thing that you know, I'm, I'm really struck by this. It's you know, he describes the chronic health, the chronic, the problem with chronic disease in this country as being a genuine national crisis. Uh, for us economically and demographically and otherwise. Um, and a lot of times it is true that the real crisis that is, is right in front of us, we don't want to talk about it, we don't want to see it. So we focus on all the things that aren't really a problem, like COVID, you know. So uh, uh, he, he's pretty brave, you know, even to stand up and a podium to talk about the obesity problem. You know, we live in times where the, the cultural milieu among the woke set is to, is to celebrate, you know, fat acceptance. Well, that's not John F. Kennedy. I mean, that's not Robert F. Kennedy. He's not going to do that. I mean, he's going to call the nation, you know, to get healthy. You know, yeah. get out of, get out, cut it out with substance abuse. Uh, oh, speaking of that subject, substance abuse, he does call for the legalization of drugs, which is very interesting. He didn't say anything about it in his speech, but it's on his website, so there you go. So, now, the third issue was the issue of lockdowns, and that's where he was most, I would say, most passionate, because he said it was the biggest war in the poor and the biggest transfer of wealth from the middle class to the rich in the history of the world, and he ran through a lot of data and squarely named uh, President Trump as... Uh, the guy who got ruled by the bureaucracy over that issue and made Trump go against his, his best instincts and just defer to the experts. Well, he contrasted Trump with his uncle, uh, John F. Kennedy, when he was president, surrounded by all the uh, old men from the Joint Chiefs of Staff, all telling him to bomb, bomb Cuba immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Kennedy resisted. Uh, just by looking at aerial maps and wanting to know where the lines of responsibility were and what the uh, reaction of the Russians would be to something like that. Does that mean that they would invade Berlin? You know, so he was um, he refused the advice of all the experts. And as a result, you know, during that uh, crisis, 
the world, uh, you know, uh, probably avoided a, a, a war mm-hmm. as a result of his rejection of the advice of the experts. So he contrasted John F. Kennedy with with his with with Trump, who gave in uh, to uh, to all the the trusted the experts. Yeah, yeah, all the you know NIH and and, and well, National Security Council experts. So uh, that was, the, I would say, the most powerful part of the speech. I spent the last, uh, I spent this morning transcribing that part. I'm going to run it mm-hmm. on Brownstone because I thought it was really um, expertly done, mm-hmm. really, really powerful. Well, it's amazing. It I, everybody should read the piece at Epoch. I never know if I'm pronouncing it right. Is it Epoch? E- e- or Epoch? E- e- either one. They're, they're tolerant towards either. Okay. <laughs> All right. E-P-O-C-H Times. Um, I only have about four or five minutes left here. I, I, you know, we're spending time talking about RFK. And, well, who cares? This guy's not going anywhere. But as you point out in your piece, uh, he's already pulling at 14 percent. Uh, Biden is still out there walking around in circles after he gives a speech, not knowing where he is. Uh, he's yep. expected to announce next week. Can Biden survive the comparison? Uh, you know, the no prompter, no notes, uh, looking like, uh, other than his problem with his voice, uh, looking like a perfectly healthy guy and a, and a guy who has yeah. all his faculties. Uh, this is a very interesting question. So what, the thing that Robert's going to have to overcome is tremendous, unbelievable amounts of establishment uh, hatred of him and a loathing. You could just tell it from the New York Times, which called the speech, you know, rambling, irrelevant, yeah. stupid, said everybody hates him. So, so he's got a lot to overcome in that sense. I mean, maybe uh, mainstream media doesn't matter anymore, and he can make inroads, but... Well, Tucker you know, Carlson put him on uh, and talked he about did. him and, and, and yeah, treated him really well. But it's it's really going to be a kind of uh, you know extraordinary effort on his part to to start polling and uh, and and to uh, raise up a grassroots effort. It's 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 a political effort that I can only compare to Trump's own in uh, 2015. Now uh, Trump had name recognition going into this, but uh, Robert F. Kennedy uh, has I would say some name recognition, but his his he has a real advantage by by representing you know this this long uh, tradition of the Kennedy family and and a lot of nostalgia there for uh, John F Kennedy and Robert Kennedy mm-hmm. so that well, that's to his advantage I suppose yeah you but know things I, are different Jeffrey when um, when the media immediately trash a Kennedy yeah uh, I mean yeah, right. they, they they should have been falling normal uh, I don't know ten years ago maybe five. They'd have been slobbering all over him if he said he was going to run. I know. I, I yeah, probably. You know, he's just they. They don't trust him, and and his attack on the pharmaceutical industry is what is what triggers them, right? So you can tell to the really powerful interest groups on in this country by uh, that which you can never criticize, and that would inc- that would be the, the pharmaceuticals. So. Um, and so thus he's made them a target, and so now they don't want to upset their advertisers by by running anything nice about them. So, if this really happens, it's got it's going to be uh, it's got, it's it's a campaign. It's an insurgency, basically. It has to be. It's the only way he could possibly pull it off. Uh, the other factor here is that he's really against the war in Ukraine. Yeah, and wants to pull will pull all the troops home. 
and says the CIA is entirely controlled by uh, the munitions manufacturers, the Defense Department industries that are creating wars in order to enrich themselves. And he wants to bring the troops home, close the bases, yeah. and make peace with well, the world. So uh, it's it's a great uh, platform overall. I have some misgivings about some aspects of it. On the other hand, I, I found myself very persuaded that he has the wherewithal, if anybody does, he has it to, to stand up well, to uh, the deep, deep state. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of time, but um, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Everybody should check your piece out at uh, the Epoch Times, and I hope to have you on again and, and, may, and maybe be talking about him down the road because I hope he's still in it just because he's, uh, an, he's, a, he's an outsider and I like him. But I, I appreciate yep. you coming yep. on, Jeffrey. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay. All the best. Thank you. That's Jeffrey Tucker. He's with the Brownstone Institute, and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Officials say the U.S. will begin training Ukrainian forces how to use and maintain Abrams tanks in the coming weeks. The decision comes as defense staff from around Europe and the world are meeting at Ramstein Air Base in Germany in an ongoing effort to coordinate delivery of weapons and other equipment to Ukraine. The goal's been to have the troops trained by the time the refurbished tanks are ready so they can then immediately move to combat. Officials say 31 of the Abrams will arrive at Grafenfeer training area at the end of May, and the troops will begin training a couple of weeks later. The course expected to last 10 weeks. I'm Charles de Ledesma. A decision expected by tonight, the U.S. Supreme Court's self-imposed deadline on whether to restrict access to the widely used abortion pill, Mephaprestone. This is SRN News. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 98. 9898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. A lot of towns have a river. Some have two, but nobody has three. Nobody but us. We're Pittsburgh, the city of bridges, 466 bridges, the most in the world. Take that, Venice. We're a renaissance city that refuses to say die. Might as well say we invented ketchup. But the best thing about this town is the neighborhoods. The best friend or neighbor you ever had lives right down the block. Great people. That's what makes Pittsburgh what it is. And you have a station that gets that. AM 1250, the answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. 
When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Masters technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. Attention taxpayers. If you or your business owe the IRS back taxes or have years of unfiled tax returns, the IRS has greenlighted billions of dollars in tax relief to those facing financial hardship through its tax relief initiatives. If you have a delinquent tax problem and possibly facing wage garnishment, liens, levies, audits, or already in a payment plan, you may now qualify for significant relief. Qualifying and enrolling in this program could stop all collections, settle your tax problem, and may even reduce what you owe by up to 99%. Call the hotline at Tax Help USA to see if you qualify and receive your free tax assessment by dialing 800-784-4538. If you or your business owe back taxes to the IRS or state, you can now get the help that you need during these hard economic times. Get your free tax assessment to see what you qualify for by dialing 800-784-4538. 800-784-4538. That's 800 784 4538. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. Tonight will be cloudy with a thunder shower in spots in the evening, followed by a little rain late tonight, the low 54. Tomorrow, breezy with periods of rain and a thunderstorm and a high of 57. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy skies with a low of 40. Sunday, mostly cloudy, chilly, the high 49. Monday, a shower in the area in the morning, otherwise mostly cloudy and chilly with a high of 50. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Uh, I still need to be convinced that Joe Biden won the 2020 election. I'm one of those guys, um, partly because of some of the people I've had on this show. One of the most um, more recent ones is a, a couple months ago. I had the guy who co-wrote a book called Parallel Election, and he talked about how corrupt Pennsylvania was, and <clears throat> he proved to me that um, there's a, a lot of doubt. I think it may have proved to me, actually, that uh, Joe Biden didn't win Pennsylvania. So um, so I that's where I am, and I, I just wonder why so many people still think, not that they haven't been, I can understand why people haven't been convinced that Biden actually did win or, or, or convinced that uh, Trump was cheated out of it. I, I'm sh- I can understand people thinking it's that the claims have been debunked and blah, blah, blah. But what I don't understand is that there are so many people who just seem to rule out the possibility that it could have happened and that these people would have been capable of it. And you wonder how much they have to see to convince them that these Democrats and the media who are with them, what, what, how much more do you have to see to be convinced that they would be perfectly willing and capable of fixing an election. So the latest thing is, I'm sure you've seen this story, uh, an ex-CIA official says that, um, that he, was, um, he was prompted to send that, to get the uh, 50 intelligence agents to put out that statement saying that the Hunter Biden laptop was uh, Russian disinformation and 
uh, Anthony Blinken is the guy who apparently set it in motion. So Jim Jordan and Michael Turner, who are chairman of the uh, in Judiciary and Intel Committees, they sent a letter to Anthony Blinken and that says, this is from the Federalists, by the way, I've got to give them credit, um, Conduct that they are their committees are quote conducting oversight of federal law enforcement and intelligence matters within their respective jurisdictions, and there's a quote uh, from the letter: "We are examining that public statement signed by 51 former intelligence officials that falsely discredited a New York Post story regarding Hunter Biden's laptop as supposed Russian disinformation. As part of our oversight, we've learned that you played a role in the inception of this statement." while serving as a Biden campaign advisor, and we therefore request your assistance with our oversight. So they got this guy, Michael Morell, a former deputy director of the CIA, to testify before their committee. And he also was one of the people who signed on to the letter. And he says that, uh, this is a quote from um, Michael Morell, in, under oath, that on or around October 17, 2020, Blinken reached out to him to discuss the Hunter laptop story. And Blinken's outreach, quote, this is again from Morell, set in motion the events that led to the issuance of the public statement that asserted the laptop was part of a Russian disinformation campaign. And then when asked if he had any intent, this is Morell was asked, if he had any intent to write the statement prior to Blinken's call, Morell said, quote, he quote-unquote, did not. And he said the call absolutely, quote-unquote, pushed him to write it. So Blinken later uh, emailed Morell an article from USA Today that same day, quote, alleging that the FBI was examining whether the Hunter Biden laptop was part of a disinformation campaign. So Morell also claimed that following that October 22, 2020 presidential debate, Steve Reschetti, Biden's campaign chairman, reached out to him to personally thank him for putting the uh, statement out. Steve Reschetti, Biden's campaign chairman, thanked him for putting out that statement debunking the laptop. And then according to the Jordan Turner letter, Morrell testified, quote, that he sent an email telling Nick Shapiro, former deputy chief of staff and senior advisor to the director of the CIA, John Brennan, we know about him, that the Biden campaign wanted the statement to go to a particular reporter at the Washington Post first, and that he should send the statement to the campaign when he sent the letter to the reporter. So it's completely organized and conceived and organized by the Biden campaign. And and to the point where they say, listen, once you guys get this letter that we need put together— do us a favor, send it to this guy or this person at the Washington Post. Make sure he or she, I don't know who it's a he or she, gets it first so that that's, why it, that's where the story is broken. And Brennan, along with the former uh, director of intelligence, James Clapper, he was uh, Obama's director, and former CIA director Leon Panetta, they were among the former intel officials who signed the statement. And then Morrell later claimed in his testimony that there were two intents behind releasing the statement, one being the former intel officials to share their alleged, quote, concerns with the American people that the Russians were playing on this issue, unquote. The other was to, quote, help Vice President Biden, unquote. You wanted to help the president? Why? Asked Jordan. This is all 
on tape, on, in a transcript, under oath. You wanted to help the president? Why? That's what Jordan asked Morell. And Morell's answer was, quote, because, listen to this closely, because I wanted him to win the election. That's, one, that's the guy who got everybody together to do the letter. So that, that all happened um, right around the time of the debate on October 22nd. And I don't know if you remember this moment in the debate, but it's kind of interesting now. This is Joe Biden. Well, I tell you what, I, uh, I hope he does look at me because what's happening here is you know who I am. You know who he is. You know his character. You know my character. You know our reputations for honor and telling the truth. I am anxious to have this race. I am anxious to see this take place. I am the character of the country is on the ballot. Our character is on the ballot. Look at us closely. Let me ask some follow-up. Please respond, if and then we're going to have follow-up. If this is true questions. about Russia, Ukraine, China, other countries, Iraq, if this is true, then he's a corrupt politician. Right. So don't give me the stuff about how you're this innocent baby. Joe, they're calling you a corrupt politician. Nobody's President calling President Trump, I want to stay hell. on the issue Excuse of race. Me. We're Take talking about the, the issue. from hell. President Trump, we're, we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. President Trump, you've just... And I have just... to respond to that. Please. Because look, Very there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. They have said that this is has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now yeah. another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly be. what. Is this that's where you're exactly going? what. This is told. where he's going. The that, laptop right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia. I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President? again with Russia. Once again, Trump was right, and Biden was a liar. And it couldn't be more obvious. You don't think Joe Biden knew that those 50 people were put up to write that letter and that it was uh, all contrived? This is, where, this is just stunning. And here's something that's even more stunning. I'm pretty sure that NBC and ABC ignored this story. CBS, Catherine Herridge. Remember, she used to be at Fox. Well, I have a feeling that she went to Fox. I mean, she went to CBS with a guarantee that she could do these kinds of stories and they wouldn't stop her from doing stories that make the Democrats look bad. Where would we be without Fox? You know, Fox is doing this story all over the place. But NBC, which I guess includes MSNBC and CNN also, they did not touch this story about the letter. As far as this was as of, as of earlier today, Maybe they did sometime today. We'll see if they uh, talk about it tonight. But what uh, what would make you think that after what you are seeing and hearing about this story, what why would anybody not think that these people were willing and able to fix an election, to do all the other things that, that have been uh, raised and the things that they've been accused of? Go back to the Russian collusion thing and the the steel dossier and all the stuff that you were so sick of hearing about you could puke, but the the, the other networks just let it slide. So this looks like one they're not going to be able to avoid. Or uh, I, I, they have no shame because if if you're working in the media and you don't do this story, you're, you're just useless. And, and and maybe if you're a liberal and you hate Fox, you can come up with stories that Fox refused to do, and they and that stinks too. If they're doing the same thing. But this is a case of 
something. This is a guy who's going <laughs> to he's going to announce he's going to run for president again next week. He doesn't know what day it is. He does a speech. He walks, wanders off into the bushes, and then <laughs> he's he's going to run for president anyway. So that's where we are. That, that's uh, that's Joe Biden talking about uh, uh, back in October, saying that you know stop the talk about my son and the and all that stuff because you know these guys. Wait, come on. There's five former direct, directors of the uh, CIA. They, they wouldn't they wouldn't lie about. What are you kidding me? He, what he's telling you is garbage, and it was all contrived. That's bad enough. What's worse is that the media aren't covering it so that not enough people in the country are being aware of it. And keep in mind also that if this would have been if they would have been made aware of it in October of 2020, Trump would have won the election and they wouldn't have been able to fix it if they did fix it, which I think they did. And this is again, this this story that's out just came out yesterday and is out there today, that's the reason that's just one more gigantic reason to believe that they made every effort to rig the election. That when I just that story that I just told you about, that was rigging the election. That was the government people in government rigging the election. It worked for them. And then of course uh Facebook did the same thing. We don't even need to get into that. So uh, let's just pay attention to uh, what the other networks do with this now from here on in. Now I want to get to something else. Transgender. We have time? Okay, okay. This is uh, this is some guy named Tara J who claims to be a woman. He's a transgender. He's an ugly man. I mean, really ugly, uh, which makes him even uglier as a woman. He's really an ugly woman, if that's what he thinks he is. Uh, he's got multiple chins. He's got a receding hairline, which looks like, like a, if a woman had a comb-over, where it started on one side of her head and then went down to her other shoulder, or, you know, the opposite shoulder. That's what he has. I, you know, again, radio doesn't do it justice. You have to see what a nasty-looking creature this guy is. And um, I'm just going to let you hear uh, what he has to say for, for to America as a – he's a woman. He thinks – listen to <laughs> – I just listened to it. It's free. You back a wild animal into a corner, they're going to become a dangerous animal. So if you want to die on that hill of yours of righteousness and moral majority, then you go right ahead. I dare you to try and stop me from going into a women's bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. I dare you to try and stop a transgender woman in my presence from using the bathroom. It will be the last mistake you ever make. This is a call to action and a call to arms to everybody within the United States that are scared, worried, have children that are transgender, lesbian, bi, or gay. This is a call to action. You need to arm up. Plain and simple. Go out, buy a gun, learn how to use it efficiently through and through because the time to act is now. You need to protect yourself and you need to protect your fellow transgender brothers and sisters and theys and thems. You need to protect the rest of us in the LGB community as I'm going to do myself because there are lots of people like me who are not afraid to die. I love my girlfriends to death, but I would rather die for them to secure their safety, freedom, and future 
than to live and not have anything done. So you go ahead. You protect your kids. Yeah, protect your kids like they don't matter. He matters. This this mentally ill, this creep who couldn't be an uglier woman. I mean, he just it, it can't. I wish you, I wish there was a way I could on radio show you his picture. If you uh, if you um, Google Tara J T A R A J A Y, you'll probably find his ugly face somewhere. So then here's another freak saying. Uh, uh, bragging about being able to go into uh, girls' bathrooms. Now, this is a guy. He has a beard, a, a goatee, and a hairline that's receding back to the top of his head and a crew cut, okay, like the middle of his head. And it starts with a short clip from him and then listened. I don't know who the guy is responding to him, but it's a straight-on headshot of this guy, and it's tremendous, spectacular. Listen. So y'all don't get to say anything when this face walks into a woman's restroom in Kansas. Well, Sparkle Farts, all things being equal, you are technically correct. If you follow my precious daughter into a women's room, a changing room, locker room, or anywhere else, the time for talk will have long since passed. And there isn't a law now, nor will there ever be to shield you from the hellish nightmare you will have called down upon yourself. We are done with this game. The jackals and hyenas, even our own government, have done their best to draw out U.S. patriots. And I suppose congratulations are in order, as you have succeeded in that goal. But we will protect our women and defend our children from threats such as yourself. And we will not concern ourselves with trivial matters such as a shrinking census roll. So... If I may be so bold as to suggest, make good decisions. Otherwise, may God have mercy on you, for I will not. For I will not. And you gotta, you got to see this guy too. He's just a guy. He's you know he looks like a he looks like he sounds. You know he's a guy. He's a middle aged guy, and he's not putting up with any of this. And I I think I think there should be <laughs> I think there should be a movement to start calling people like the person who's in the middle of the start of that clip off, I think they should start, I think we should be able to start calling them <laughs> sparkle farts. That's one of the greatest names I've heard in, in a long time. It, descri- it describes, it just, it, there's a lot in that. Okay, sparkle farts. <laughs> what a tremendous word. Is that, would that be two words or one? I don't know, but I like it. Whatever it is, great, great uh, response from that guy. And it just shows you what a sick world we're living in right now and how sick it is to be putting up with this insanity for two seconds. Two seconds. You let, first of all, the, the first guy, Tara J., come on there with his uh, foot-long comb-over from the one side of his head down to his uh, the opposite shoulder. He sounds like a man. He has a voice like a man. And he's, he says he's a woman. And, you're, and there's something wrong with you, you. If you don't agree with him. And then he's telling you that if you try to prevent your kids from going into the bathroom when he's in there, he'll shoot you. Okay? That's where we are with these people. It's total insanity. And both people you heard on those videos are Democrats.
Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the cars would stop, the threats would stop. It was easy like... uh. One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive list, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to Get your my pillow 2.0s now. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. I'm going to do something tomorrow night I never do. I'm going to a banquet kind of a thing. I don't, I, it probably doesn't surprise you to hear that that's not my favorite thing. I tried to avoid them as much as I could when I was working in sports. But I'm going to see my, I'm going to, that's going to, kind of a self serving thing here. I apologize. My friend Bill McGregor is going into the Pennsylvania Hall of Fame tomorrow night. We called him Bearsy. He was a guy I ran around with. He's from Dormont. He's going into the Hall of Fame, and I just want to I just want to run by why he's going into the Hall of Fame. He's been at DeMatha Catholic as a football coach from 1973 to 2011, and then again from 2019 till present. He has uh, won 18 WCAC championships, 12-time WCAC Coach of the Year, he, uh, in 1999 and 2009, DeMatha was named Program of the Decade by the Washington Post. This is down in Washington. 2004, Gerald R. Ford High School Coach of the Year. 20, 2005, NFL National High School Coach of the Year. 2005, National Quarterback Club High School Coach of the Year. 2009, DeMatha was named the top football program of the past 25 years by the MD Varsity. That must be an organization in Maryland. 2010, Washingtonian of the Year. Over 400 players, full NCAA 1A or 1AA scholarships. 21 former players have played in the NFL, including seven during the 2008 season. DeMatha, head baseball coach from 76 to 81 with a record of 96 and 23 and four championships. That's my man, Bearsy. Bill McGregor, a Dormont kid from Grandin Avenue. He's going into the Hall of Fame, and I'll be there to see it, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye.
John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van.